Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Although I respect you, I sure as hell don't fear you. I've been on the run of my career with momentum on my back, and I am not going to let you get in the way of that. So come tonight, when I run through you, I'm going to continue my rise to the top here in Ring of Honor. Adam Cole, let me tell you, there's three things you don't get when you wrestle Mike Mondo. No rest, no mercy, and no fear. I dealt with pretty boys like you, with a girl's drool over. Well, I'll do both of us a favor tonight. For me, I'm going to smash your face in and make it look like a disordered jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> For you, I'm going to give you the pleasure of figuring out how to put it back together. Oh, one more thing. It's gut check time. What up, high fivers? This is your boy, High Five Tom. Uh, per the usual, and I've got my good friend, uh, my good friend Will here on the other side of the country. Will, how are you doing this evening? Says so multitasking. Mountain Dew, Tom. What about Mountain Dew? I'm back on the Mountain Dew. Oh boy, I feel about that. I mean, I'm a way shittier person when I'm not at work, Tom. Like, the problem is I work around a lot of food. So yeah. I do kind of, I do graze quite a bit. Like my days off from work, like I'm borderline self-destructive with my eating habits. So I went from like not really eating a whole lot, drinking 104 ounces of water. Now I'm back to like yesterday I destroyed so much ice cream, had a pizza. I'm not supposed to have dairy products. It's not a lactose thing. Lactate doesn't help. And we're we're back on these Mountain Dews. Well, tomorrow's always a new day, Will, but, you know. It's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow, I didn't even lean into that one. Oof. But I've got, I've got two bottles, so I've got a 64-ouncer and a 40-ouncer. So. so I start with a 64-ouncer, because then once you plow through one of those bad boys, getting through a 40 doesn't seem so bad. And I just say, as long as I've done it before – my shift ends, but I usually get to work around eight and I don't usually leave till like seven thirty. So yeah. It's plenty of time. Fair enough. One Fair healthy enough. choice I'm making. <laughs> yeah. What's, well, what's up you with know, you, Tom? Uh just you know, busy, busy, busy per the usual. So um bought a skateboard. So I don't know if you saw that or not. So yeah. Did you see it? Uh, did I see? I'm sorry, Tom. I was my new skateboard. To... New skateboard. I did not see the new skateboard. Okay, I'll be right back while you're looking that up. I know this is great podcasting, but I don't give a shit. Cause... This is great audio content for those of you not watching. Tom has stepped away. He's gonna go. He's gonna go get a skateboard. And what? I'm. Oh, he's back. You know, but if you are a part of the Shining Wizards Discord, you would have already seen this. Other people, I mean, will will see this. But ask my new suicide tendency skateboard. Very nice. I, I didn't realize you, you you shredded, Tom. I don't. Um, and I don't know if I will, but I am using this. So I uh, I thought about getting a skateboard again because i had one when i was in like middle school i never really learned how to use it and then uh a couple years ago Brittany got uh roller skates and i said you know and also at the time the tony hawk remaster came out I'm like you know maybe i'll get a skateboard and i'll you know we got a big enough parking lot downstairs i could just kind of like go around there to start with yeah if I fall on my ass, there's not a ton of people to see me, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to be going around to do, like, tricks and shit. Like, it was legit just to be, like, I've got the, like, I don't know if this is, like, a nationwide thing. We have, like, what we call the rail trail. So okay. it goes from, like, it's pretty much like the walking trail you can take to go from, like, all the, the towns in the area, and it's paved. So, you know, I could just skate for miles. Yeah, I mean... 
I used to, I mean, I, I never did any tricks. I don't think I've done an ollie in my life, but yeah, probably a good eight years. Um, I used to skateboard. I mean, a lot of, you know, for transportation. I mean, well, because you did some colleging, right? Some yeah. what now? College. Well, you went to college for a while. I, I did for four and a half years. Um, you know, campuses are big, you know, so it's an easy way to get around on your skateboard. Um, you know, I used to bus a lot. So, I mean, back then you couldn't take your bike on the bus. Um, now you can, you know, so yeah, I use it for mainly transportation, but I just, you know, it's, it's not really a midlife crisis. I mean, I already went through that about 10, 15 years ago. So you got that, that, uh, shouts out to snowy. You got that, uh, snowy from radioactive metal commuting set up. Yeah. Busting the skateboard. So, um, you know, it's good exercise. It's good core work. Um, you know, Suicidal Tendencies is obviously my favorite band. Um, it supports them. You know, it's something to do. So, you know, like I uh, posted on social media, at least I meant to. Sometimes sometimes to move forward, really, you got to roll back. So, so yeah, and I was, uh, I was posting in the DDP page. Um, you know, I should have put on my uh, – I should have tracked the first time I got onto it because – you know, when I was 22, it wasn't really a cardio workout, but at 45, skateboards definitely a lot more cardio than I thought it was. So, anyways, um, now that we've talked about uh, the best of Super Juniors, we talked about Double or Nothing. Uh, we talked about Mountain Dew and skateboarding. Um, Will, how about we uh, talk about the Luring of Honor? Yeah, I guess. You know, so... And our new friend, Mike Mondo, uh, who has liked and retweeted our tweets recently. This, uh, this is a little ahead of schedule. I'm going to say this episode of Ring of Honor TV was a lot like a sandwich where the bread's the best part. Interesting. My favorite parts, obviously, was, was the opening match with our dear good personal friend, Mike Mondo. Bing, 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 bing. And uh, we closed out with the, the Kevin Steen segment, which I mean, Kevin Steen on TV. What else could you possibly want? No, um, yeah, and besides uh, more inside Ring of Honor, my favorite. That's true. Segment. I mean, well, I mean that goes without saying. So, um, well, that's a nice segue, Will, because I have a really quick question. I was out on my walk today, and this came came out of my um, came to my thinking. So. Um, do you think there was any chance they were not going to put the belt on Steen? Uh, Steen? I mean, dude was – he was so over without it. Um, I'm glad – I mean, obviously, we're glad he did. They did. Um, but, you know, you know Cornette's old-school booking style. Um, do you think there's any the chance – they, they had put the stipulate – if they didn't put the stipulation on it that if – Owens doesn't, or Steen doesn't win. He doesn't get another shot. Yeah. I would say maybe he doesn't win, but it was time. I mean, oh, yeah. Richards did a hell of a job. And you're not a Richard I mean, fan. So that's just being a lock home for you. He's a great wrestler. Great. Not, not necessarily a great entertainer. Steen's yeah. an entertainer. You're trying to build. A TV program, you're trying to build pay per view buys, people will drop their hard earned cash to see Kevin Steen. I mean, they still do. Yeah. I do. I mean, the only WWE t shirt, oh, that reminds me, I got to look up. Um, yeah, the only WWE t shirt I buy is my KO Mania t shirt every year. So, um, yeah, you know, well, starting off, we are, uh, this is episode 37 of Ring of Honor TV, Will. 37. Tom, that's Tom's age. Eight years ago. Um, yeah. Oh, pshaw. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. Um, but the original air date was um, June 2nd, 2012. Um, and obviously, this is episode 1.23 of Ring of Honor Revelry. Um, and then, you know, it's a real quick start off. With uh, clips of this very, very, very momentous occasion, that is Kevin Steen winning the belt, like we just talked about. Um, I could watch this all fucking day. 
It fucking ruled. That's I'm surprised. Point. So like the opening kind of highlight package. I'm almost surprised we didn't get. We're talking about last week them giving away the whole main event. Yeah. It kind of feels like this is what we were probably expecting to get. Yeah. Show that it's kind of like what WWE used to do after every pay per view, right? You yeah start the Raw or the SmackDown after, and you have like the stills and the the sound. It's like ooh ah, I need to go back and get that pay per view. Wow, we yeah, because I mean, well, yeah, because now you can still well now you can buy replays. So I would assume back in 2012 that you could buy the replay days later. Um, you could probably still, yeah. I don't know if this would be considered a replay, but you could probably just find it like on paper. Yeah. So, who knows? Um, or you'd have to find somebody who had that that VHS tape with it saved to it, and you can borrow the VHS tape. Yeah. So, um, well, and then we cut to uh, live action, and uh, they were back in Baltimore again, right? I think. Yes. I usually. Um, so pretty cool. sure it was in Baltimore again. Uh, Baltimore. More crowds into it. Yeah. Shout out to Baltimore. Uh shout out to the wire. And shout out to my buddy Andy, the master cylinder. We send uh the wire gifts to each other every day, which has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast, besides the fact that the wire takes place in Baltimore, and so does this TV taping. That's right. Sorry. Half the shit we talk about is not anything to do this podcast. <laughs> uh you're pretty generous, Will. It might be closer to 75%, but um but we start off like we usually do. Uh, we get Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis in the ring. Uh, and they're talking how, um, you know, I'm talking their, you know, third jive about border wars. But they uh, they bring up the fact that uh, Kevin Steen winning um, was, was an amazing event for many people. However, um, it was a curse to more, you know, kind of putting over the fact yeah. that, you know. And I paraphrase that very badly, so my notes aren't very good. People so get, people get the idea. Though. I mean, we we get told that we're gonna have words from Kevin Steen. Uh, he's gonna verbalize. They're both both gonna be in the room together for the first, for the time, first time as champion. Um, but more on that later. But to the to the highlight, will to the highlight of this episode, right? Maybe of the month. This okay. is all you need to watch in this episode. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, there's some other... No fear, Mike Mondo. And some schmuck named Adam Cole. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to that guy. But, um... Uh, yeah. Hell of a heart on him. You know, I mean, Mike Mondo, I mean, first of all, we get, you know, and then they're like... And then uh, Kevin Kelly, you know, cuts like, let's get a promo from the combatants of our opening match. Golly gee. Um, you know, and Adam Cole says Adam Cole things, you know, he respects Mike Mondo, but he sure shit doesn't fear him. And uh, you know, he's yeah, a breakout star, even though Adam Cole's kind of been on a losing streak. Yeah, but they say his overall win-loss record is still really good. Yeah, someone else brought that up earlier, so we'll see where that leads, but uh you know, um, all bullshit aside, I mean, you know, this is 2022. Everybody knows that. Um, Adam Cole, I mean, has developed a, a pretty solid promo. And by pretty solid, he's pretty fucking awesome. Um, you know, so he's he's working up to it. So just he's, the other. He's, he's all grown up, man. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've got motivation on my back. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? How do you have motivation on your back? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, however, then we cut to Mike Mondo. Uh, this Mike is Mondo. the promo. Give this man all the belts. Yeah, all of them. Um, this is the quick promo that the high fivers would have heard before we got to us extrapolating here. Um, but uh, Mike Mondo, when you when you face Mike Mondo in a match, three things happen. Will you get no rest? You get no mercy, and there's no fear. You know, and he's dealt with pretty boys like Adam Cole his whole career, and he's gonna rearrange his face like a disfigured jigsaw puzzle, which is a good line. But then he wrapped it up with, "And Cole, you're gonna have the pleasure of putting it back together." And I was like, "What the fuck just happened? This promo is awesome." Like it's a, it's a little off it's a little off the rails, but he's a little off the rails. 
Well, yeah. And then I, he, he ends it with get ready for a gut check. So it's like, oh, we got, we're getting a new finisher. He's going to bust out some like lumbar check, like lung glory thing. Like, let's go. So, um, yeah, awesome. I mean, just, you know, and if you're not following Mike Mondo on social media, uh, he does post his uh, Mind of Mondo uh, tweets once in a while. Um, though I do share those. I do retweet those. So if you're following the High Five Tom on the Twitter, um, yeah. But let's go to the match, Will. Um, let's go to the match. You know, they, they bring up the tail of Tate, Adam Cole. He's younger. He's taller. But experience and weight goes to Mr. Mr. Mondo. Yeah. And uh, there's no code of honor. There is a code of honor. Did you do the code of honor? Yeah. But Kevin Kelly puts in the fact that Mike Mondo doesn't do the code of honor out of respect. He does it out of intimidation. Yeah, he did the, you know, I'm, uh, you know, the whole I'm going to squeeze living shit out of your hand, code of honor type thing. So, um, yeah, walking out, Kevin Kelly. Sorry, I mean, I didn't mean to step on you there, Will. Sorry about that. No. So, Tom, uh, this is your show. Our show, Will. But anyway. I'm just, I'm just here to nudge it off the rails. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't take much of a nudge. It's more of a like a, a whisper in the wind. Um. But, yeah, Kevin Kelly puts over that uh, Mike Mondo is literally just a demon. Um, you know, he trains like a demon, and he's built like a wall, uh, a bunch of other stuff. You know, once again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and then they talk up on how well Adam Cole's done. And then we talk about Adam Cole for the next 48 minutes. So Yeah, uh, because we also get Kyle O'Reilly on commentary. You know, and, you know, Will and I have been very, very vocal on, on Kyle O'Reilly's Pro Bowl skills. And, you know, to be honest with you, he was not horrible here. He wasn't horrible. Kevin Kelly kind of dug on him a little bit after he left. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but he kind of said something like, in ring, it's unquestionable, but, you know, as far as personality. <laughs> yeah. I how far it. he has come. How far Kyle O'Reilly has come. Oh, man. Uh, thank you, Kevin Kelly. Thank you. You for know, Kyle coming. O'Reilly's dropping gems like, I'm just scouting Adam Cole. It's like, motherfucker, you're in a tag team with him. What yeah. more scouting you got to do? You know, and well, I mean. You talk about how he's not changing. Then you should already know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And then they're talking about how Jim Cornette was so disappointed in Kyle O'Reilly. For not, for not being in Toronto. You know, but you know what, Jim Cornette? You weren't either. Sure wasn't. I, I meant to investigate why he couldn't get into Canada. And they, uh, while O'Reilly's on commentary, they point out that at best in the world, there's going to be a, a hybrid fighting contest between yep. him and Adam Cole. Uh, so it's submission and knockout only. Now, Will, have you seen this match? Tom, I've not seen any of the stuff we're watching. I have not seen. Oh. So have you seen this? I have. Probably because you watch pay-per-views, right? Well, no. Um, this this actually popped up on Throwback Thursday, and someone shared the match on YouTube a while back. Dude, um, is this going to be good? Dude, is that a spoil? Yeah. Is this not a spoiler? Is this a promise? No, this is a promise. Yeah, this is this is a straight shoot uh, without spoiling it. Um, yeah, dude, it was. Well, can't wait. I mean, well, I mean, you know, later on in life, we see Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. And uh, this is really the first match they have where you see a glimpse, actually a humongous fucking glimpse of what they're going to do to each other in the future. Um, yeah, because obviously those two put on some fucking clinics in NXT. So, um, and real quick, Will, so um, we can get back to our thoughts. Why don't we take a quick fuck you Zoom break here? And then we'll be back in about two minutes, high fivers. All right, high fivers. We are back uh, to talk about um, this. And that's how I got rid of my chlamydia. Oh, shit. My bad. Oh, wait, wait. Is this recording? (laughs) Shit. Are we live? Oops. Yeah. Turn my mic off. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's actually go to the action in the ring. Um, Long story short, Adam Cole. Fucking Mondo. Mike Mondo is beating the living piss out of Adam Cole. 
Um, it even gets to the point where Mike Mondo, being a genius that he is, um, and Kevin Kelly finally puts him over, uh, sticks Adam Cole's hand in the turnbuckle. Why would you not do this? So, for those of you who maybe never realized, the turnbuckles are a pad that's folded in half yeah, and laced around the corner. So you have oh, – like it's – there's never been anything stopping anybody from shoving a hand through there. And that's kind of like, you know, the old trio of things. Oh, they can't get out of the way. They're stuck. Yeah. I mean, you know, brilliant. Because you know? he kind of had him tangled up in the ropes to start with. And then you see him like scrubbing these to the hand, like, and then he put his leg in between the ring and the apron. Yeah. And he's Todd Sinclair's more. just sitting there. Todd Sinclair's doing the Mike Knox treatment and just being like, oh, no. Yeah. So, um, you know, and for 80% of this match, all they talked about was Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, blah, blah, blah. and I'm an Adam Cole fan, but do give Mike Mondo his goddamn flowers, would you? Well, they mentioned that to Kyle O'Reilly that Adam Cole's the breakout star, and O'Reilly's like, I've beaten Adam Cole. He's not wrong. So you've got Elgin, who beat Adam Cole. You got O'Reilly, who's beating Adam Cole. They're both a little salty about. And they say it's like the win. It's the win-loss record overall. This time, but it's like still, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're the you're number one, but like you lost to like these other people. I mean, he did be he did beat the you know the champ at the time, but yeah. I mean, it's not like Adam Cole's walking around being like, I'm the top breakout star. It's like everybody else around him is doing it, but. Yeah. Still. You know, um, you know, unfortunately, this match, um, you know, was not as long as I would have liked. And uh, we don't get the result we like. But I mean, um, you know, a lot of disrespect here shown to Mike Mondo. I mean, he's definitely kind of an afterthought. Uh, but, but when Kevin Kelly does put him over, he does put him over pretty huge. Um, you know, he so, talk, talks yeah. about how Mike Mondo beats people different every time, and you know, yeah, you he, can't scout Mike Mondo. If he one week he's going to try it up to bite your eyeball out, yeah, the, the next time he's going to shove your hand through the turnbuckle pad, yeah, that's a shoot, brother. He literally tried to bite out TGP's eyeball. You know, why he did that, Will? Because nobody's ever done it before, yeah, we know because we asked him, he's like, well, Yeah. We well, I mean, we as a team, you know, um, he's just like, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. I mean, everyone works a body part, you know, why not work the eye? Makes yeah, sense. Suck it, Ray Mysterio. So, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, Mike Mondo beats Tara Adam Cole, but Adam Cole puts on some bullshit piece of shit fucking backslide for the one. Yeah, two, three. Mondo goes for that hammer, that double arm DDT. Cole reverses into the backslide. Mike Mondo, unfortunately, eats the one, two, three. And then Kyle O'Reilly. The plucky young Adam Cole. Yeah, and then Kyle O'Reilly lips off to Mike Mondo. He's like, oh, Mike Mondo, maybe you should learn some jiu-jitsu. Goddamn jiu-jitsu jerk off. Jiu-jitsu. Then he, then he sulks away. Kevin Kelly drops the line about <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, you know, great in the ring. Personality. Leaves a little to be desired. desired, something like that. Kevin Kelly's then, a uh, national. Cole fuck. goes for the handshake at the end of the match. Yep. Mondo blows his nose into his hand for his trouble. I mean, the, the, I mean, yeah. This is the part where we didn't get the code of honor. There was a, there was a, was oh no, the the post match beatdown was in our next match. Yeah. Um, so Mike know, Mondo, winner in our hearts, just not unfortunately in the books tonight. Well, I mean, the, the fact that most, the, the fuck was Adam Cole thinking? You don't shake Mike Mondo's hand. Mike Mondo shakes your hand. Cocksucker. Plus, Mike, you know, it's like with Kevin C and you just, you just fly out hug Kevin C and then you get a, an F sank for your trouble. Yeah. So, and, uh, and if people are wondering if we're being ironical here with Mike Mondo, um, no, this is actually sincere. We are both actually legit. This is a shoot in case anyone's wondering. Um, we both actually really enjoy um, everything we've seen over the past six months. For, yeah, for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, first of all, that's Duh. the right choice. Second uh, of all, 
I did tweet out. I said, I, and I didn't tag him. Of course, then Tom did. So, you know, well, because I said, if you had told me before I started doing this Tom with Tom that I would say Mike Mondo is now like one of my favorite wrestlers, I probably would have laughed at you. Yeah. But Mike Mondo, since his first TV appearance, has been probably the highlight of every episode he's been on. Yeah. When he headbutted a fucking locker for no apparent reason. You know, sometimes you feel that way. I mean, I was ready to headbutt the wall when Roosh was on Double or Nothing. Yeah. So. You know, he I wasn't mean, even wrestling. He was just in, he was there for like 10 seconds. That's a good 10 seconds, though. I was I was getting ready to look into my na- my buddy's neighbor's apartment, you know, just wham. What's up? <laughs> um do you want to briefly fill on the high fivers what we're talking about, Will? So we haven't seen him yet, but AEW's double or nothing uh featured the debut of uh future Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Altoro Blanco Roosh. Yeah. It's now in cahoots again with Andrade reforming Los Egobernables. And just pointing out Forbidden Doors coming up. There's a couple maybe uh maybe a couple L I J and the Los Egobernables. Maybe they get together, you know, maybe it happens. It probably won't, but maybe it happens. Maybe you know, I mean Dragon Lee's still out there also, you know, Kenny King. You know, I know Kenny King's an impact, but, I mean, they're saying it's, you know, we'll see. But um, make a long story short, um, Ruth showed up, and Will was really, really fucking excited about it. So I was hyped. So I, I legit told my buddy that if if, if Ruth was coming into this segment, I was going to punch a hole in his wall. And I, I nearly left my seat. Yeah. It was pure joy that I don't get often from wrestling anymore. The last time I felt that was when we were in Hammerstein and Thunder Rosa and Lufesto came out back to back. Yeah. In a battle Royal. That got me hyped. So, um, and your boy High Five Tom um, would only had a four hour shift and double or nothing was five some odd hours. So, unfortunately, he skipped his part and did not realize it till Will had posted it in the Discord. So, anyways, back to Ring of Honor. Um, we got some to, more info, Will. Back to ROH of the past. Back to oh. 10 years ago tomorrow as we record. Yeah, we find out that Best in the World is June 24th. Uh, it's in New York. At, Bay Bay. At, the, at the aforementioned Hammerstein Ballroom that you just referred to. They they like the Hammerstein Ballroom. And the Hammerstein Ballroom, it appears, likes them because they've had some fucking fire moments in that building. So It's so funny, not to keep dragging us off the rails, but how we left the GCW show going, oh, they didn't do stuff like this, they didn't do stuff like that, but then they had... Steen Carino and the Steen Jacobs match there. It's like they don't allow shit like that at all anymore. Yeah. Not saying that there's not a reason for that. Well, but I mean, you know, I don't know. It's like when the Palladium used to be scary. You know, know, we're not going to get to this match for another six and a half years, but. Final Battle 2018 was in Hammerstein Ballroom. And I don't know if you know what the main event of that match was, but it was one of my favorite Ring of Honor matches of all time. Final Battle 2018? The Young Bucks versus the Briscoe Brothers versus SCU. Oh, it's the ladder match. The ladder war. So, bloody as shit. But, I digress. Um, now we progress because now we have it's another match, right? No, nope. is it no Real it's inside quick. Ring of Honor? Uh no, just doing that really kind of brief thing they do. Uh just you know, all night express is taking on world's greatest tag teams, right? Um I don't take notes. 
and uh, Rev Titus and Kenny King are just talking. Um, a funny line, you know, and Kenny King's like, you know, world's greatest tag team, you said, or sorry, wrestling's greatest tag team. You say no one's taking those belts over your dead body. He's like, you're acting like that ain't a possibility. I'm like, damn, Kenny, Kenny King and Rev Titus, you fucking around. They're going to murk him. Um, but yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of murky, Eddie Edwards is wrestling homicide too later on, but we'll get to that. So, um, but next we have, uh, we do have a match per se, uh, Nick Westgate versus I Googled this boy. I heard, I heard he's from the building from Boston. Yeah. He's technically from Bridgewater. Yeah. Um, didn't really seem to do anything, uh, really of note. I found him on Cage Match. Lots of matches there. A lot of for, for a promotion called EPW. Oh. Has some victories over notable folks like Mike Bennett. No shit. Earlier in his career, but uh, this was kind of like the meat and potatoes of his career was around this time period. So trick kind of trickled down the longer it went on. I think the last match I had was like 2017. Okay. Oh, really? It was at an, an EPW show. So there was a huge gap in his EPW appearances. So it was probably some kind of like special show. Okay. But uh, he's, they don't call him, they called him the dominant male before now. But when he came out this time, he's a Sicilian psychopath. Yeah. I mean, Marcel Kevin- Champa makes a beeline to the ring. I almost thought. My thing jumped to being fast forward because Champa is like cocaine binge cruising. Yeah, that dude think. is looking. He's yeah. looking wild eyed. He's got the hair and the beard are growing out. He's looking pissed. Yeah, I said it in on my notes here. It took me longer to type these notes than it did for this this match to last. But you know, oh, he fucking obliterated this kid. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Champa pretty much fucking blasted the guy in the head and then. He's blasting the head and the ref stopped it. And uh, thanks for coming. You know, enjoy your hot dogs. You know, so, you know hopefully carry yourself and pay tomorrow a little bit. So, um, but now, Will, now it's time for your favorite time of the week. Oh, inside, what would I do without inside Ring of Honor? Um, this is where we find out that the Briscoes can't challenge wrestling's greatest tag team for those tag team belts. So we're getting all night express versus WGTT. Oh no, a fresh matchup for now. Listen, we're already getting spoiler. We're getting Davy Richards against Eddie Edwards again. First time on TV, though. First time on TV. Um, but we are well, and I was confused, but I re- went back and rewatched this so. We're either getting Lethal versus Roddy Strong for the TV title, or because Ch- the aforementioned fucking Champa has gone crazy and he's demanding that he get a match with Lethal. Um, so it's going to be either one of those two matchups, which you know what's probably going to turn out to be. You know, all right, well, probably probably be a triple threat, Tom. Well, shot in the dark. I don't know for a fact, but if I was a betting man, I'd put a good twenty spot on that fact. And we know how stingy I can be with money that's not spent on wrestling. So, um, you know, Tom, a wise man once told me if you take all the money in your left pocket and you put it in your right pocket, you win every time. Some words of wisdom for y'all. I I appreciate that. So, um, here's uh, Will's Wisdom Wednesdays for you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, it's going to be our new segment. So, keep them coming, Will. So, write that shit oh, down. <laughs> you know, pressure. Uh, but we also find that Fit Finley's coming back. Uh, he is. and he's gonna fight Michael Elgin. Oof. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a brawl. Yeah, we might not see a lot of technical wrestling here. Uh, no. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Um it's really cool. I mean, I mean, really basically just I mean Fit Finley's basically fighting a more athletic younger him. Yeah. It's you know, so um, and then it looks like Eddie Ed did you, um, I don't know if you caught this, but Eddie Edwards is doing the Die Hard Challenge series. 
So yeah, where's that? The, the match with uh, Richards that we were just talking about was part of that, right? Yep. Yeah. So he, last week he fa- or, uh, at, uh, or last week he faced Rhino. Uh, so he beat a former ECW world champion. Um, we find out he's fighting um, Homicide um, at Best in the World. But next week, he's got his former running mate, uh, Davey Richards. So um, first time on TV night, you know. Love me some Homicide. Yeah, so we could see Homicide back on our, on our screens here. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with Edwards Richards. Um, but I guess we'll find out. I mean, it's on the confines of TV, so. Yeah. So. But uh, things uh, get a little chippy. How's the truth? Yeah. So. Roddy Point now, maybe you beat him, uh, see if you can beat him as fast as I did. Yeah. So. Right, cool. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, the cracks, the cracks are starting to get a little more prevalent. I know. Chippy. I know. I've said this before, but I think we're going to get Truth Martini on this show someday. It might be a little while yet, but I'm just throwing it out in the universe, there, my friend. I think Tom, for your fun. for your sake, I hope we do. I think it'd be a fun conversation. So, <coughs> we'll put up, make a list, get yeah. Truth Martini on here, get Mike Mondo, yeah, um, get Kevin Steen. That might be a little tougher. Um, I'll get a Ouija board and we'll try to talk to El Generico. Dude, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be, ah. Oh. Will. Got an idea. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so where was I going with all this? I had a, a succinct thought. But yeah, we'll get Truth Martini. It's going to happen. Um, you know, and I don't know if any of the high fivers listen to the conversation I had with uh, Mr. Kevin jo- Joseph Garifo. I hope everyone enjoyed so, Will, did you listen to that episode? Tom, why well, you got to ask me shit like that in front of the <laughs> So I, I haven't. I need to go back through and re-down, re-download that one. It was good. I had a lot of fun. Um, but anyways, um, but for some of my, my podcast, like, downloads list was getting to be, like, unwieldy, so I was kind of like, yeah, I all oh, trust man. I left. Get a purge. So now it's just about cleaned out so I can go back through and like yeah. get things that I know I missed and stuff like that. I understand completely. Um, but then we find out that there's been a delay um in Kevin Steen's challenger announcement for some reason. Uh so we're going to the main event. Main event time. And we've got two of our favorite teams. Uh, the CNC Wrestle Factory. Uh, shout out to Cedric Alexander. Um, his match with Kota Ibushi at the Cruiserweight Classic was fucking legendary. And shout out to Caprice Coleman, who was on commentary at Double or Nothing. Yeah, very awesome. Randomly, for I me, mean, I know why a Young Bucks match, but anytime Caprice is on my TV, you know. Um, but I mean, the simple fact is, I mean, are you going to get so much sheer athleticism in one fucking match? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, all four of these guys can go. So, um, you know, I, lots of action. Unfortunately, the match is not nearly as long as, as I would have liked. Um, you know, I'm not cutting the chase because I'm looking forward to the last part of this. But, I mean, it was fun. Um, you know, basically. It, see it was fresh. Yeah. You had, you, had, you had the two face teams, so there wasn't really any, like, malarkey and chicanery. Just two, just four really athletic dudes. Working very well together. Yeah. And uh, make a long story short, uh, CNC Wrestle Factory makes a mistake. Um, and then can, do they have a name for that? So it's like Kenny King jumps off the um, neck breaker into the power bomb um, for the win. Just, you know, short. But this time, Kenny King usually comes off like from the corner. This time he actually came off the middle of the ropes, which is different, though. Um, so I mean, you just want to talk about fucking. I, I haven't heard them give it a name. Um, and I, I just watched this terrible. Does he do it kind of like a blockbuster, kind of like what uh, 
Santana and Ortiz do what they call the street sweeper? Eh, kind of, I guess. Or is it more of like a, a falling neck breaker? Well, I mean, it's, it's been so long since we've seen LAX win a match, so I don't remember their finisher. So, yeah, it's like a neck breaker into a power bomb. So, basically, Rhett lifts him up. Kenny yeah. comes off top roll, pits the neck breaker, and then Rhett slams him at the same time. Yeah, I'm saying is the neck breaker like the blockbuster where it's like the like the somersault over and yeah. the neck breaker? Yeah. So I mean we could call it the street sweeper because that's what okay. Santana and Ortiz used as like their tag team finisher. Santana hoists him up. Yeah. Power bomb. Ortiz comes off. Back when Santana when they were winning matches. I'm sorry. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? You know, shit's I'm not gonna spoil AEW. Tom, but I'm just going to say Ortiz may have been in a segment tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that off air. I'm not going to watch Dynamite, but I'm going to try squeezing in the morning. So, because I I did have a lot of fun with Double or Nothing, and I would like to kind of get back into. Because I used to watch AEW on the regular. I'd go to my buddy's place every week. We'd have snacks and shit. And then once the pandemic happened and I stopped going over every week, I I like watching wrestling with people. I Makes grew sense. up watching wrestling with people. So now it's like I watch stuff on my own. Like I watch the best of the Super Juniors and shit like that by myself. Yeah. But there's something about watching like something like AEW – or even WWE stuff like I don't really like the WWE, but I go over for to people's places for pay per views. Oh yeah, I, I they're, would. Do they're that. fun enough. Like I'm not going to sit and watch WWE by myself. Well, maybe uh, we need to get a watch along going for the next Ring of Honor pay per view, but we'll talk about that later. Um, well, uh, we'll figure it out. Just like we didn't mention it, but you can get your showdown in the Sun DVD. Oh shit! How did I forget? What they else make can- it sound. They make it sound so good. <laughs> yeah, no. What other DVDs can you get from RingOfHonorWrestling.com? Oh, you can get fucking Southern Defiance. You can get what? Battle in the Carolinas. You can get the 10th Anniversary Show. Shit! Battle ROHWrestling.com <laughs> Alright, well, Will, we should probably get to the second piece of bread of this episode. That's right. So, if you want to think we had our top bun, that beautiful Mike Mondo match. Then you had the other stuff in the middle. You know, it's, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a it's an off-brand mail or something. And we got, you know, a decent slice of meat there with the CNC Wrestle Factory and the old uh, All Night Express. Now we're at that other part of that delicious sandwich here. We got our champion. The champion of the people. Yeah. And he is fucking over. He, he, he doesn't have the stinger on the entrance anymore, though. Yep. No more. Oh. Doesn't need to. He's the champ. He's champ. But he comes out with Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino. And Steve Carino is back, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Carino, we all know and love. Um, Carino walks up to Kevin Kelly, and he's like, you know, you being the junior member of the Snowns team, why don't you go take a break and sit down? <laughs> I'm like, what a fucking dick. I can't believe Kevin Kelly still gets in the ring. He knows he's going to be told to leave or to shut up. Yeah. But he, Kevin Kelly does his job. I mean, I mean, Steve, Tony Schiavone still does it. So, um, you know, and then, and then Steve Carino just goes on. He says, uh, you know, I want to interview a champ that everyone cares about. Um, you know, and he asked Kevin Steen, how's it feel? After 18 months, that the man that tried to drive you out of Ring of Honor now has to call you for bookings. So good. Um, so good. Um, I do want to shout out real quick here. Um, one of my favorite podcasts that isn't on there quite as often as I would like, but uh, the Kevin Gill Show, uh, where I was first exposed to Kevin, quote unquote, Steen. Um, I listened to his episode back in 2014 which I will include the link for in the notes. Um, but sounds like a lot of this heat between Steen and Cornette was legit. Um, and you could, you know, and uh, 
you know, Cornette sent him home, you know, and said he was going to pay him. Uh, but Kerry Silkins, the one that paid him out of his own pocket for like, the whole time he was gone, you know, so, um, you know, it's a great episode. You know, we find out that, you know, Kevin Steen should be on animal planet. Um, but yeah, so, and also a shout out to the code of honor podcast. Um, speaking of Kerry Silkins, I heard a funny joke today, Will. So, right. uh, Kerry Silkins, like, how do you, um, how do you get a million dollars in wrestling? How do you get a million dollars in wrestling? I don't know, Tom. You start a wrestling company with two million. I thought that was great. I, I you know, I mean that's accurate. Yeah. So shout out to our our research uh, our research master Kyle and Kylie over at the Code of Honor podcast. Um, yeah, Kill Kerry Silkins the man, dude. So that's it. So. Um, but, dude, there, there's so much talk about, you know, we will throw on, you know, the promo. Um, but I do love that Carino brought up the fact that, you know, now that Kevin Steen's champion, he's got to go to all the TV affiliate meetings. Yeah. And Kevin Steen sure shit going to wear his tuxedo, if you know what I'm he'll, saying. He'll bust out the tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah. He said he's going to be the uh, work with a sponsor for the, the health and fitness because he's – He's the epitome of health and fitness. Um, I also missed what they said specifically, but they segued to his tattoo, the, the evil tattoo. Yeah, some drew attention to that, which, he, which he's had. It's not like it's new. Yeah. Oh, no, he's just like, um, he's, Carino was talking about how Jim Cornette said he should be on the good side, la da 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 and then Kevin Steen brought him to, and they showed his arm, and then it said the evil. Um. Downright scummy, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> downright scummy. Um, and then I forgot to show up that uh, at this point, Cornette comes out losing his goddamn mind. Um, like Will had mentioned earlier, this is the first time Cornette and Steen show up in the same ring since he's been champion. Um, and fireworks kind of fly, you know. And then, of course, Jim Cornette's about to announce the challenger for best in the world. Right, he asked her in the locker room. He talked to House of Truth. He talked to these people, those people. Yeah, everybody wants a piece of Kevin Steen, and he decided to. And then what happens? Oh, Davy Richards comes out with Kevin, Kevin, Kyle O'Reilly in tow. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Um, you know they. I'm surprised they got his collar off so quickly because he walked him off there like a dog. I'm sorry, what? Um. Davy Richards yeah. trying to be edgy. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, Davy Richards trying to be edgy or Davy Richards. Uh, it's just Davy Richards at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then he does the. the I don't play for you. I fight for me. It's like, yeah. Oh my, that's awful. Yeah. Shut and, up, Jim. Yeah. Jim, yeah, you're. I, you don't owe me. Blah 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 blah. He's like, you know, you know. I didn't lose because of you. I didn't lose because of Kyle Arda. I lost because Kevin Steen was the better man. And he starts putting over Steen over. I'm like, what, what kind of universe are we in here? You know, so. Um, and and Steen, Steen running the salt in the wound saying, oh, you're, you did all this work for him. You did all this stuff for him. And you want you want a rematch for your title? And he's uh, he ain't giving it to you. Yeah. Just fucking genius. Um, yeah, and then uh, Can you imagine if Steen and Mondo got together? Unstoppable. It'd be magic. Um, I mean, Mondo's probably still pissed that the F sanked him that one time, but bit his ear too, right? Yeah. But he, he wasn't no fear. But he wasn't no fear, Mike Mondo at the time. He was just Mike Mondo. Sure. Shit done changed. Um, but I do love the line that uh, Steen's like Cornet. You're the only tennis player in the world that ain't got no balls. No balls. So, um, awesome. Um, you know, like we uh, like we always do about this time, Will. You know, the million-dollar question is, if you saw this episode um, and you weren't exposed to Ring of Honor previously, would you, uh, would you keep watching? Yeah. This episode gave... 
even the people who weren't really featured, we still got a lot from everybody. You, yeah. You're introduced all kind of the key players. You know, like the Briscoes weren't really on the episode, but like when uh, House and Benjamin are talking about yeah. beating the Briscoes and how they're going to challenge All Night Express, like you still get a little bit about like who the Briscoes were, even if you haven't been watching up to this point. Yeah. You, you get you get the idea. You get the idea of all these other factions. You get you get a little bit of everything. Like I said, this is like it was it's like a nice sandwich. Yeah. The highlight was the bread, but the filling wasn't bad either. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you noticed this, but speaking of Briscoes, I mean, when we're talking about the, you know, how the you know Charlie Haas and gassed uh, you know Mark Briscoe. You know, that, that's, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked, I mean, that's a shoot. Um, but it was funny how the screen went like all blurry and kind of got all so that was, you know, that Sinclair money kicking in there and uh, the production value. So Kevin Kelly sniffs the bottle and like he like it's so repulsive. Nigel's just like, yeah, Nigel's not afraid of nothing No. No, Nigel's a bad motherfucker. So, no, yeah, I really, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I mean, this is a this is a fun episode. It definitely would have piqued my interest. You know, um, definitely one of the better episodes lately. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mondo. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, his charisma just shined through, and I mean, it kind of made like Adam Cole kind of look like a bitch. Um, you know, he but definitely, he, yeah, he, that was definitely one of those. But by chance, he was able to get that backslide, and it just happened to. To be enough. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's the name of the game in wrestling. I mean, you only yeah. got to win. You only got to win three seconds out of a match. Um, but dude, yeah, I mean, as a shoot, I sort of got. Yeah, this match we're about to watch at Best in the World. I don't mean to like tell the future or anything, but yeah, dude, it's yeah, it's good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with Will. I mean, I definitely would have been tuning in next week, um, and hopefully, obviously, the high fivers here. Uh, also tune in next week, but uh, will anything you wanna you wanna leave everybody the people you wanna put over in social media or anything or just the usual stuff? Visionaries Global Media, Shining Wizards, uh, Matt from the Shining Wizards been doing a show on Fightful Overbook with a gentleman named Kieran. I've also yep. started checking out uh, Kieran stuff on the Wrestle In. That's I N N. Yeah. Uh, checking out a couple shows on there. Uh, really enjoyable stuff, especially for some of them. It's a lot of New Japan focused stuff. And that's kind of been my primary watching other than the Ring of Honor lately. So yeah. I'm in. Um, and we don't show them open very much, but me not watching AEW as much and you talking about it. Um, definitely check out the Mark Order podcast. Um, they do a great job. Um, Ant Money and uh, Ryan Schlong. Um, if you're a member of the Shining Wizards community, you know what I'm talking about with Ryan Schlong, but uh, Kate the Great and sometimes Matt, uh, they do a great job of reviewing AEW. So, Darwich Women's Championship was defended on uh, elevation this week. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Mercedes Martinez retained. Stitchy, yeah, it was uh, versus um, someone really good that I was excited about. It was um. Shit. I don't remember. Oh, well, yeah, I'll put it in the notes. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you all for everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you got any questions for Will or I, just hit up, uh, you know, uh, me, High Five Tom. That's the number five, not five spilled out. Uh, Will is WM Mercier on uh, the Twitter machine. Um, you know what? Someday we'll have a podcast Twitter page um, if I ever figure out how could to happen. do it. But, uh, what's it that? could definitely happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that figured out. So, uh, but Will, is there any, anything else, my friend, before we uh, pull this train into the station? Nope. I'm I'm two code reds down, and uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for checking in, folks. We'll talk to you all next week. See you. later, everybody.
And that happens in two minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, please welcome, accompanied by the zombie princess, Jimmy Jacobs. He is the new Ring of Honor World Champion. Wrestling's worst nightmare, Kevin Steen. accompanied by Steve Carino, and maybe we'll find out how that happened. This man is perhaps the most controversial champion in the history of Ring of Honor. Loved by the fans and hated by almost everyone else who has to deal with him, Kevin Steen is a lightning rod of controversy here in Ring of Honor. Because Jimmy Jacobs, what a fitting moniker. The zombie princess. Princess because he's effeminate. And zombie because he just will not die. He keeps coming back. No matter how much you try to kill him. Let's hear from Kevin Kelly right away. All right, well, Steve Carino, can I? Kevin Kelly, I don't want to be rude and interrupt. But as the uh, junior member of the announce team, you know, if you order a DVD, you'll finally hear me because we waste time on a former world champion that no one cares about to be on TV. So I'm gonna ask you to step aside while I introduce to you your brand new ROH world champion, Kevin! How does it feel to know just 18 months ago there was a man that tried to de destroy your career, to starve you out, and now he has to call you for bookings. He has to look you in the eye and call you, Kevin Steen, the ROH World Champion. Well, it feels pretty amazing. You know what feels even better is that, uh, I've been saying for six months that this was going to happen, and now I get to stand in the middle of this ring and show the world that I am a man of my words. Look how shiny it is. Just weeks ago, I was wondering why all these people would chant, kill Steen, kill. But it was you that convinced me that evil is the only way to go. And I want to know, Kevin, and the whole world wants to know, what's going to make you, Kevin Steen, different than every other world champion in the past? Well, an important thing is, um, I will represent this company as world champion the way it should be. I'm not gonna waste my time training for jujitsu. What I'm gonna do is, I'll go to the events that I feel this company should be represented at with the champions such as, uh, for example, that health and fitness expo. I mean, if anybody should represent this company for health and fitness, who better than me? But that's not it, that's not it. Uh, I'll gladly go see the sponsors who, who invest money into advertising on our program, and I'll, I'll go there and I'll take pictures, I'll kiss their children, whatever champions do. But more importantly, see, in September, this, 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 this big dinner, uh, the affiliates dinner, they call it, that's where all the big TV station executives that uh, carry the Ring of Honor programming, that's where they all get together and discuss business. And it just so happens that the Ring of Honor world champion has to be there. And Jimmy, let me tell you, I will be there. Dressed to the nines, I'll pull out the tuxedo t-shirt and everything. And I can assure you that all those people will hear exactly what they have to know about Ring of Honor, and especially Jim Cornette. Hey, Kevin Steen! Oh. 
some news for you, Pap. Let me explain something to you. I would rather swim the backstroke in your sewer than see you go to that affiliates meeting. I don't know about that. And I can promise you that you're not going to be the Ring of Honor world champion by the time that rolls around. And by the way, Steve Carino, thanks a lot. I couldn't be in Toronto, so I call you and I say, don't let this big fat bastard do anything I wouldn't like. And what do you do? You end up hugging him at the end of the night. So remember that job, that DVD commentary job that I gave you when I felt sorry for you because he hurt you at final battle and you couldn't wrestle anymore? Your services are no longer required. Thank you very much. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Steve? Jimmy! I had to wrestle him at final battle because of you. You're the one that told me if I wanted a job here, I had to change my ways. Why did you look at that crappy contract that you made me sign? It doesn't say that you can choose my friends. It just says, show up on time, talk on the DVDs, and you'll pay me, and oh my God, every once in a while I'll get to appear on TV. So why don't you get those lawyers that you're always talking about and have them look at that contract? Until then, shut up, Jim. Oh, and they're kissing. We'll talk about your job assignments later on, but I want to talk to you. You're a cancer. You're a sickness in this company. You're doing nothing for our public relations. You're doing nothing for our image. So we're gonna find somebody that can beat you for that title. And I've been back there and I've been talking to Eddie Edwards. I've been talking to Jay Lethal. I've talked to the House of Truth. Every single person in that locker room wants a piece of you in New York at Best of the World. And I've made my decision. At Best of the World on June 24th in New York City, you will be defending that title one-on-one -on -one against none other than the man that I believe. Well, that's, that is, yep, Davey Richards' music on the way out. Is he the man? Or has he just got something to say? Davey, I'm not about to Shut up, Jim! I am so sick of being lumped into Camp Cornet. So I like to take this opportunity in front of these guys, these guys, and national television audience to say, Jim Cornette, kiss my ass. Wow. <laughs> Did you come out here to jump on? Shut up. All right. oh, Listen, God. Jim, I'm not your friend. I'm not your job boy. I'm not your business associate. I fight for me and what I believe in and me only. Now, I know you'd love it, Jim. I know you'd love for me to come out here and get myself an out from Toronto. But the old Davey's back, and he tells it like it is. You see, I could say, oh, the crowd turned on me, they got in my head. Oh, that second turnbuckle was exposed, allowing him to hit the package pile driver. The reason I lost in Toronto is because on that night, that guy was better than me. That seems to be the problem I've gotten, Davey. Yeah, and that's your problem. So I'm gonna make it real easy on you. The reason I want this match, Kevin, at best in the world for that title is because that title, this company, is about two of the best wrestlers in the entire world fighting to see who the best is. And right now, as different as we are, Steen, me and you, we are the best. So I'll tell you what, I'm gonna make it really easy for you. You give me that match, because if I don't get to kick his ass, I'm gonna kick yours. Uh, as much as I wish I could see Davey Richards kick your ass, I think I have better things to do. So I'm going to take my buddies, I'm going to take my title, and I'll see you later, fellas. Carry on. Oh, by the way, that's real gratitude for you, hey? You worked your ass off and you asked for a rematch, and he doesn't even want to give it to you. Jim, let me tell you, bud, you're the only tennis player I know who has no balls. Take your bows before you take your bows and go on. You wanted that match? Well, let me tell you something. Somebody's got to get rid of him. So if you want it that bad, I'll give it to you. You've got it. I'm going to give you the same deal I gave him. You've got one more chance, Davey. One chance at that title. If you don't make it good in New York, 
and you'll never get another one, and I'll find somebody that can. Wow. You know what, Jim? I'll win the title in New York, but not for you or your BS vision or ring of honor should be. I'll do it for me. You understand? So get the hell out of here before I throw you out of here. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, I'm coming for you in New City, Kevin. So you bring your pile driver, Kevin. You bring your click. You bring whatever you want. It's not gonna matter. There's a brand new wolf. He's bloodthirsty. You think wrestling's worst nightmare, Kevin? I'm gonna be your worst nightmare. And your nightmare begins in New York City. <laughs> It's official. Richards will challenge Steen at best in the world. But next week here on television, he'll face Eddie Edwards in Richards Edwards 4.